0: Good morning to you. Welcome back to Practical Stoicism. Thanks so much for being here. Before we start, as is tradition, I'd like to remind you that if you hate ads and you'd like to get rid of them, you can do so for $6 a month by going to stoicism.supercast.com or clicking the link in the show notes that will take you right there. If you're not into supporting podcasts because you think podcasts should be free, I'm going to listen to your podcast for free. I'm never going to pay you, Tanner. That's okay, I get it. You'll have to deal with the ads, though, and you can still support the podcast by sharing it or reviewing it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or Podchaser.com. Today's meditation is the sixth from book four and reads as follows. Death is such as generation is, a mystery of nature, a composition out of the same elements and a decomposition into the same, and altogether not a thing of which any man should be ashamed for it is not contrary to the nature of a reasonable animal, and not contrary to the reason of our constitution. Generation is an odd choice of words here, but what he means, I think, is death is similar to the process of coming to life. It's the same mystery, perhaps. We see this sort of advice repeated many, many times throughout the meditations, and here we're seeing it again. You're going to die. But here, Marcus doesn't simply remind us of it. He provides us with additional insights on how to think about our own deaths. He's comparing it to the process of being born. And there's a nice circle of life illusion as well, right? Your parents eat from the earth, they eat plants and animals, and in the digestion and absorption of these things and their individual elements and vitamins and chemicals and such— Is maintained the various cell processes necessary for a human to physiologically function. If we go a bit further, we can say even that the elements which come together to build the physical parts of a human being, or a fox, or a rock, for that matter, are the elements created by exploding supernovae. We are, as Carl Sagan famously said, made up of star stuff. We are composed of things created by exploding stars. Everything is made up of a shared list of limited, available ingredients. So, when you die, all these elements are simply doing the opposite of what they did when you were born. You're returning to the void you arrived from. And why be ashamed of that or scared of it? Were you afraid to be born? When you were part of the void before being brought to life, were you alone? Sad? Scared? No. You were nothing. You were in the void. So then, what is it about returning to the void? that scares you so? Is it the potential pain of your death? But this is but for a few moments in comparison to the rest of your life, is it not? Are you afraid of a little pain between here and the void? But pain is inevitable, is it not? Do you decide in the morning not to leave your bed because you are afraid of the pain that might await you out there in the wide world? And if not, why not? You accept, I'm sure, that you could be hit by a bus tomorrow morning, but you live your life anyway, don't you? Maybe it is because you feel you have control over whether or not you get hit by a bus. After all, you are a very aware person, very aware of your surroundings. You would never walk out in front of a bus. But what if it was to save a young child? Or what if the bus drives up onto the sidewalk and into the store you're buying clothes in and you're crushed between a bus and a rack of silk holiday scarves? Certainly, you know, most people do not die in their sleep or peacefully or when they plan to, right? And yet you wake up and you face the world every day. This means you face death every day. And in a way, you die every night, do you not? Do you not close your eyes and enter the dream void? Some of us don't even dream as I understand it. Do you fear sleep? But isn't it very similar to death? And isn't it true that today's version of you dies when you drift off to sleep? Aren't you a new person every day? So you face death every day and you die every night. And you're afraid to die? This is silly. Maybe you're not afraid. Maybe instead, you're sad for all those who will miss you. This seems more reasonable. No one wants to cause others grief, Stoics least of all. But isn't it true that you are not immortal and you will die, and that all your loved ones know this? So is it not unavoidable? Certainly. So isn't it kind of childish, maybe immature, to expect to be able to do anything about the fact that people will miss you? Isn't it better to instead focus on being a joy to them, for as long as you have this life, isn't that better than worrying about the fact that your ability to continue to be a joy to them is necessarily limited by your mortality? So you return to the void, and then you are unconscious, and it is peaceful, free of all things which are good or bad, pleasurable or painful, etc. And it seems childish to be afraid of a natural process, doesn't it? And it also seems kind of childish to say you fear death when you die every night, and when you face death every day, does it not? And it also seems silly to worry about making others sad when you could be focusing your time on making them glad now, right? So then, are you afraid to die? If your answer is still yes, spend today thinking about why. Spend the next forever thinking about it because you are going to die. And the longer you fear this, the longer it will take you to be the best version of yourself. And hopefully you figure that out before you die. Thank you for listening to this episode of Practical Stoicism. If you enjoyed it, if you learned something from it, consider leaving a review of this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or Podchaser.com. Again, if you'd like to get rid of ads and if you'd like to support the show, you can become a premium subscriber by going to stoicism.supercast.com and any support you can give, I would greatly appreciate. Thank you again for listening and until next time, take care.